Welcome to Views from Stadium Boulevard. I'm Harley Johnson. And I'm Hannah Hershey. And we're back for another week of your favorite Michigan sports podcast. And this week we are discussing Michigan's 29-7 win over an unranked Michigan State at the Big House. Harley and I were both at the Big House. We got to watch the game with our own eyes in in person. I guess we always watch with our eyes, but it's usually at a TV. <laughs> um, so just to like give a brief outline of this episode, we are going to discuss the chaos in the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think people might be sick of that discussion by now. I think earlier this week it was all anyone could talk about and maybe it's gone on too much, but we're going to put the tunnel discussion a little bit later in the episode just to force ourselves to talk about football earlier on because as we've all seen countless times this week, once you start talking about the tunnel, it's really hard to stop. Um, and that conversation doesn't need to take up the entire episode. So football first, and then we will have some discussion about the incident in the tunnel, and then we will briefly preview Rutgers. And as usual, we are going to start with Around the Hand and Harl, where we're each going to get one minute to, epi- to episode to summarize the game. Mm-hmm. Harley, do you want to go first? I will absolutely go first. All right, let me... My timer is ready whenever okay. you're ready. Okay. Number four, Michigan hosted the Michigan State Spartans at home for their 600th game um, in program history. Michigan would strike first late in the first with a field goal. However, the Spartans would be the first to find the end zone to go ahead 7-3 to three at the end of the first quarter. This would be Michigan State's lone score of the game as Michigan shut them out the remaining three quarters. Michigan struggled in the red zone, ending five drives with five field goals by the end of the game. Blake Corum uh, continued to thrive as he rushed for one touchdown and 177 yards. He also had the lone receiving touchdown of the evening. This game was once again uh, won by the team with the most rushing yards. Michigan outgained Michigan State 276 yards to 37 on the ground. In the fourth quarter, uh, Michigan State had their own trouble with the snap that would set up Michigan perfectly for Corum's rushing touchdown. Michigan State would punt four times, turn it over on downs three, and throw a pick. Um, Twice, Michigan would move the ball 80-plus yards and have to settle for a field goal. Having to settle for three points against one of the worst defenses in the Big Ten was a little sad, but Michigan should be fine. It cost them the CFP spot, most likely, along with the CFP thinking Furman is a good enough win to have. There was obviously um, the tunnel thing, which we will discuss likely at length here. Perfect. A hundred, a hundred, a minute and 19 seconds. <laughs> okay. So I guess not perfect. As like, perfect as, like, as it could be to like kind of encapsulate everything that we saw. Yeah. And that a lot occurred. Going on. There was a lot going on. Um, obviously there was the main point was the football game itself. And it just kind of got glossed over by everything that happened afterwards. I pulled up the calculator instead of the timer. So whenever you're ready to go. <laughs> I'm good. Okay, so Michigan played a football game against Michigan State University. It wasn't a particularly fun victory, in my opinion, but it was dominant. Michigan won by 22 points. The spread was 22.5-ish, depending on when you checked, mostly by playing a super conservative style of football where Blake Corum would slowly march the ball up the field one down at a time, and then Jake Moody would kick a field goal. Blake Corum had 33 carries for a total of 177 yards and one touchdown, one rushing touchdown. And Jake Moody was 5 for 5 on field goals for a total of 15 points from field goals. So that's 15 of our 27 points. 27, right? 29. 
29. Oh, man. 15 of our 29 points. <laughs> so not the most exciting. Oh, and also we had 10 possessions in total. Five of them ended in field goals, one in a turnover, two in touchdowns, one punt, and then one was out of the game. So not the most exciting style of football to watch, but it meant Michigan had the ball basically the entire game, and there was never any sort of doubt as to whether we'd win. After the game, I was walking down 7th Street trying to find my dad so he could pick us up and avoid traffic. So I walked for a while, and then I got in the car, and then my dad turned sports radio on, and we heard the words, the Ann Arbor police is here. They're looking into criminal charges against the players involved. And I was like, um, what are they talking about? And I was like, is there another PB&J thrown when I was trekking through the parking lot, and then I endured the most insufferable days of hot takes on Twitter, and I am here to decompress from all of them. I was probably at a minute before I started, like, detailing my evening. I was just gonna say, I was, I was hoping we would tie, um, but you went a minute and 26 seconds. (laughs) There was just so much to say. So, yeah, so you can't fault me either. Um, so maybe we should have given ourselves a minute and 15. Which would still make me the winner, and, you know, I like being, finally trying to k- catch up with you here. Rally time! Yes. Cool. But yeah, we'll, we'll just, like, keep on, like, plugging along here with, like, the recap of the game, and we're gonna just move right into our glows and grows. Han, would you like to start off with that and see if we are matching? Sure. My first glow... And I don't have any more details other than that it's a glow. Is Blake Corum? We okay. rely on him. He's our entire, mm-hmm. our entire team basically. No, our defense is really good as well. But 177 yards, 33 carries. Like if something, knock on wood, if something were to ever happen to Blake Corum, we would no longer have a team. Like we rely on him so much. We really do. Um, and then obviously he would be a recipient um, of the Vibe the Vibes Award. Um, but because we're keeping this episode a little bit uh, different, we'll just recognize him here. I definitely also have Blake Corum as one of the glows of the team. Um, just in general, obviously, I think his performance this year is enough to keep him in Heisman talks. And I'm excited to see um, if Blake Corum can make it in. All right. And then for my grow... Um, I have our red zone offense. Mm-hmm. So Michigan Damn. scored field goals from the Michigan State 5, 7, 21, and 15. I do think we were intentionally playing conservatively against Michigan State because everyone kind of knew the only way Michigan could lose to a team like Michigan State would be by making like fluky, stupid mistakes. So I think they were intentionally playing in a style where it's like there's no room for mistakes because you're playing really conservatively. And like – yeah, may, I don't know. I, I That's why I'm not a coach. It's like, you're not going to win against Ohio State playing that way, but also, like, you need to beat Michigan State, too, and that is a way that you can beat Michigan State, clearly. Um, Michigan's red zone touchdown percentage is 58th in the country at 63.64% over eight games. Um so it's not great. J.J. McCarthy admitted that it's not great in the press conference. Like, he did not shy away from saying that um, like the game shouldn't have been as close as it was because of their performance in the red zone. So hopefully they get that figured out. I agree. Um, and like I kind of mentioned in my little shorts-ish summary, it's not really ideal to have your offense kind of march down the field like that and then just kind of have to settle for a field goal, especially when you're going up against a defense that isn't really great. And 
it just makes me a little concerned of like how that would come into effect against teams that have a decent defense. But I guess we have also seen Michigan find a little bit more success against like Iowa and Penn State, which have significantly better defenses than uh, Michigan State does. But I think it just kind of catered into the fact that Michigan, Michigan State, or that in-state rivalry definitely was a factor, and I think Michigan should be just fine, but it is a little bit of a concern, so hopefully they fix that for this weekend. I do feel like it's the first concern we've kind of had this season that has been, well, other than J.J. McCarthy's deep ball, which you could almost argue are, like, one in the same um, Mm -hmm. with the red zone conversion. Well, no, but, like, you know what I'm saying. Um, The red zone is, like, one of our only concerns that's been consistent from game to game. Like, there have been other concerns that have kind of, like, popped up out of nowhere, but this is one where it's like, okay, this is an actual issue that they need to work on, which Mm -hmm. might be a good thing because it's not, like, oh, that was fluky, but it's not usually an issue. It's, like, now they know where to put their energy. Agreed. So do we just want to, like, hop right in to probably what everyone wants to hear, what every Michigan, Michigan State fans take is on that, for better or for worse. We'll for better or for worse. We'll toss in our own two cents here at Views. Um, please be nice to... Yeah. Would whatever side and to us. We're just reacting to what we saw, what we've been seeing, and we're gonna try and make sure everything falls in line with what we know, what we don't know, and uh just some of the things that we think we could do better around this kind of discussion. And before we get into that, I really want to recommend the podcast for every Saturday. If you're on Michigan Twitter, um, Serena and Matt are pretty prominent Michigan fans on Twitter, and they have a Michigan sports podcast, and they spent, like, their last episode, they literally spent the first 45 minutes just ranting about the tunnel incident and kind of just attacking it from like every different lens and saying everything that we're all thinking and she's a lawyer so she brought in some like really intelligent perspectives so Mm -hmm. since we're not going to go quite as in depth into it as they do if you feel like you still need that catharsis of someone like saying everything you're thinking I look up the forever saturday podcast it's really good all right um why don't we just kind of like toss in like what we know here? Right. So after the game, um, when most of the Michigan players were still out on the field celebrating with Paul Bunyan, um, two Michigan players were in the tunnel, Jamon Green and Jaden McBurrows. There are different people speculating as to why they were in there. I'm just not going to get into that because I've seen different things and frankly, I don't think it matters. Um, There were multiple players on Michigan State's team who were filmed, like, I don't think there's another word for it other than assaulting those two Michigan players. Um, People have tried to call it a fight. There's really no evidence that it's a fight because you don't see anything of the Michigan players doing anything besides, like, running away after being hurt like that. Um, They were... Well, the most, like, flagrant thing that they did was a player was swinging his helmet mm-hmm. at Jamon Green. Um, Jamon Green ended up with a concussion, and 
other injuries. It was it was nasty, but I'm sure we've all seen the videos at this point. For sure. Um, and Michigan State obviously came out with some statements. Um, just referring to some of the disciplinary action that has been taken against the Michigan State players that were um, involved. Uh, they've suspended, I believe, up to eight athletes at this point, four of them on Sunday night, and the other four as of yesterday. Um, and it was a very bad look, obviously. Um, I think we were talking about this a little bit earlier, that um, if Michigan had been even remotely close um, in the tunnel and saw what was happening to like their teammates, I feel like it could have been a lot nastier. Um, and I really hope that Michigan's uh, Jim on Green and Jada McBurrows um, definitely I wish them a speedy recovery. This really sucks. Um, and I think it just opened up just a nasty, nasty uh, conversation between Michigan and Michigan State fans. And obviously, it's hard not to like look at what un unfurled in the tunnel and just not have like that visceral response. But also, it just truly showed like the pits of humanity, and we can all do better. I personally don't want to like name all the Michigan State athletes that is available online. I think having their names dragged um, has already occurred enough, and I don't want to have to do that. Um, but Michigan State has put out their press releases. It has their names. I personally do not want to um, share that. But if you'd like to, Han, you can go ahead. Um, but yeah, all around, just an awful experience to end Michigan's victory over Michigan State. Yeah, I think my biggest takeaway is like, well, clearly, it was just shocking. Like, mm -hmm. anyone who says, like, this is football, this happens, is just out of their mind. Like, this does not happen in football. We've never seen something like this happen in football that I'm aware mm -hmm. of. I feel like if it had happened, we'd hear people be making those comparisons, and no one is, because it's just shocking. Um, what frustrates me the most is, like, the video speaks for itself. The mm -hmm. actions speak for themselves. Like, it was really, really bad. Michigan State took swift action because... They really had no other choice. I mean, I'm not, like, saying that in a negative way. Like, they only did it because they had to. But it's just, like, yeah, it was clearly bad. Like, it was clearly a really bad thing. Um, Michigan State didn't try to, like, defend themselves or say, like, our athletes needed to do this to stand up for themselves because they really had no room to do that. It was clearly really, really bad. And I don't like that it has become this, like, hot take, like, let's all, let's all find a way to... Um, get clicks based on this or like mm -hmm. it's just like I don't know even Michigan fans who are like trying to it's already really bad and then Michigan fans who are trying to read into it and make it into like something even bigger it's like mm -hmm. now you're just ruining it because it, it stands alone it speaks for itself and then when you try to reach and be like and this and this and say all these like allegations and I don't know the the takes on Twitter and I'm sure they're happening outside of Twitter, but since mm -hmm. I live in Massachusetts, I've really only had these conversations on Twitter or witnessed these conversations on Twitter. They're just like, 
not helpful and they're taking a situation that was like relatively black and white and making it into something where it's like like okay that's a stretch okay that's a stretch like stop doing that like the video speaks for itself it's bad enough they're facing disciplinary actions you don't need to put your hot take in there and like try to get like some attention out of it it's it's fine 100% agree just it doesn't none of it like adds anything to the conversation honestly um just like you said there's nothing that needs to be like further like involved and investigated in i mean that by fans like the yeah by the fans it looks like all the people that are involved in like what is going on are aware of like all of the facts and they don't specifically all of the athletes involved do not need you to perpetuate other things to try and like tarnish their names that is unnecessary and honestly I think that will impact them in different ways than just already like having their names visible so like please just leave this like to the people that are involved if like this video like hadn't come to light people wouldn't really like be this vocal and wrong and bad and awful and it just kind of stinks that this is kind of like the world that we live in and that this is being spread around social media and this is gonna like follow these people around forever and I am really upset on about that on their behalf and, like, to be clear, it, we're not saying don't talk about it or, like, ignore mm-hmm. it. I think you kind of have to be on Twitter to understand what we're talking about because it clearly was a big event that's appropriate for there to be, like, discourse around it and for mm-hmm. it to, like, be out there. But some of the takes on Twitter are just, like, really speculating. And, like, if you're not on Twitter, you'd probably be shocked by some of the things that are going around on there. Like, people saying, well this guy was probably asking for it because he did X, Y, and Z. Like, look at his body language here. He was doing this. He was clearly asking for it. And then a lot of, like, fairly blatantly racist conversations, mm-hmm. like the the way people are talking about what was a violent act, bringing in racial undertones or, in many mm-hmm. cases, overtones about it. Mm-hmm. Um, just, like, blaming people who, like, like, making these wild speculations, blaming, like, people you would just be like, how the heck did you get this person's name? Like, where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. It's just getting gross. In, well, not getting gross. It has been gross. So I, we're not saying, like, you know, be quiet about the story. You shouldn't be talking about it. But the way that Twitter, and it sounds like some of sports media as well, not any media I've consumed, um, the way that it's been, like, discussed is irresponsible and, like, People are just using it as, like, I don't know what it is. Like, if it's gossip, if it's trying to get clicks, if it's just kind of, like, fun to speculate because it's sensational and it's this big thing that you don't usually see. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's, like, like I said before, the video speaks for itself. You don't have to, like, start speculating, like, well, this probably happened and then what about this? And, like, it's just, like, it's gross. Stop doing that. Yeah, and just like you were saying, people are not... The words that they're selecting are just, some people are selecting to, like, talk about this are just not helpful and, like you said, just very blatantly racist. Some of the people out there and, like, what they're insinuating about 
um, the athletes because of the actions that they took. That is not helpful at all. And please check yourself for saying those things. We should be a lot further like under in understanding and education. So please realize that if these are like if you're seeing this, call it out. And if you're doing it, please reflect on why you are saying it like that and where you could have learned that from. And then please, for the love of God, pick up a book, read an article. Literally, <laughs> if you have been around in the like modern area of social media and just like seeing how like your language like impacts or it like influences like those around you, it's it's not helpful. And we're trying to be better than that. And especially if you're a Michigan fan, and if you attended the university, oh my goodness, <laughs> you should be held to a much higher regard, and please just work on yourself, because none of like what you're saying is helpful in any regard, and it is, I can't even imagine like on behalf of both teams if I were to see like the things that were being said. There's no way that, like, any of the athletes on Michigan side could stand up for what you guys are saying about Michigan State. And, you know, it's only a hop, skip, and a jump to them. So what would you be saying about them if it was them involved, you know? And I think we all saw that in basketball last year. So it's not helpful. It's really not. And I can't believe none of us have, like, grown up and, like, learned anything. But I guess here we are. All in all, to summarize, stop being racist. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, and, like, again, hopefully none of what we're saying makes sense to you because you have to have seen what we're talking about for it to make sense for you. If you're saying, like, oh, I've only seen people, like, discussing the incident itself and saying that, like, you know, there should be consequences, then, like, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking mm-hmm. about, like, blatant racism that has been rampant on Twitter. Um mm-hmm. And, like, that goes back to what I was initially saying where, like, the video speaks for itself. And that video coming out, obviously we're Michigan fans. That, like, that looks horrible for Michigan State. That, Mm -hmm. if I'm a recruit, if I'm a recruit's parent, it's like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to be affiliated with that program. And, you know, like, the the natural consequence is, like, Michigan gets a leg up in recruiting. Like, it makes Michigan look like the classier program. All of Mm -hmm. which, like, I believe is true, (laughs) which is why I'm a Michigan (laughs) fan. But then you look at some of the the ways that Michigan fans took this incident, which was clearly really bad um, on Michigan State's behalf, and couldn't just leave it be, and couldn't just let Michigan State look bad. Instead, Michigan fans had to make their own fan base look bad and had to take it and say just nasty stuff and, like... And again, it's it's not even the majority of Michigan fans. It's a few really loud voices on Twitter, but, mm-hmm. like... I was really frustrated, like, recently going on Twitter and being like, okay, at first I was all on board, like, Michigan State looks horrible, like, Michigan is, I'm so glad I'm a Michigan fan, and then seeing the way that some Michigan fans are running with it and, like, Mm -hmm. just twisting it into, like, something gross is, like, really, because now if I'm a recruit, not that recruiting is, like, the thing that matters in this case, but just in general, how it reflects on the program, now if I'm a recruit or a recruit's parents, I don't know if I want to go to Michigan either, because, like, you're not making us look good. I have nothing else to like add. That makes perfect sense. I mean, I think 
just the way that it was involved it just shouldn't have like happened that way and it's just like everyone just kept feeding the flame and you know there was nothing like there was no like real like constructive conversation going on for like either side it seemed like a lot of people were just like sticking to their guns and being like I'm right you're wrong and I don't think the emotions like really helped with anything and honestly all these days later it's like as soon as somebody says something negative one way or the other it just makes it worse all over again and I really think yeah. that we should just like let this thing be like be resolved by the the parties involved we'll obviously be getting more information as things continue to be revealed to us um which is why we kind of really wanted to hit the fact that take like more of like a nuance to this because there's a lot of things that can be true about the situation like obviously we want like repercussions for the actions that we saw we want it on behalf of Gemma Green on behalf of Jada McBurrows because that's just not something that should be involved in football it shouldn't be involved at like in general and at the same time recognizing the fact that we do not want or at least we here do not want to have the, the kids involved from Michigan State in our criminal justice system. And it just kind of stuck, sucks for them that they're going to be like dragged through this whole process um, because of the actions that they took. Um, obviously, they need to learn that there are consequences for what they did. But at the same time, it just physically like hurts to think of like what people are saying or like the people that are like now taking over this case and there's just so many like factors to this and so just really being able to like recognize that like we're not what we're saying here is that obviously there needs to be consequences for your actions we've learned that since we were in like elementary school with it but also like recognizing like what is insinuated by what actions are being taken right now and what will be taken beyond you know being suspended from the team and just again be careful with the words that you're using and how you're like approaching this conversation um because it it can be a very slippery slope for some people right and like to be clear like I, I think it goes without saying, like, I don't think we need to reiterate, but just for, in case anyone needs it, like, the actions on Saturday night were violent and inexcusable. Like, mm-hmm. we're in hardly, like, we've had our own private conversations about how, like, our feelings about Michigan State. Like, we're not Michigan State fans, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's not, and, like, maybe if we recorded this Sunday morning before all of the takes got so ridiculous, we would have been, mm-hmm. like, going on a rant about Michigan State and how, like, the rivalry is like whatever like all of the stuff everyone else is saying but because we're recording this on a Wednesday after we've seen the extent this conversation has gone to this is the point where we're like okay enough like chill I also just because I don't like Michigan State it's annoying me that I think Michigan State media in particular is using this to stay relevant and Michigan fans are letting them do it like mm-hmm. Michigan State fans are or media or fans or whoever you want to call them are like using this to be like, like it's like their moment. They're like in the national media, they're talking about it. They're trying to make it sound like it's equal on both sides. And it's annoying me so much because it's like, 
just stop. Like you're, you, this is this is like the only thing that is keeping your football program relevant right now. It's so annoying. Hundred percent. Because I mean, they like do this like anyway. Like no offense to them on their behalf. In like a different scenario, they really like know how to like present their takes and to like milk a situation to like make Michigan fans engaged. This is just something that they like notoriously do. Um, and it is, like, super annoying, and because, like, you think we wouldn't, like, feed into it anymore, and yet here we are, um, and honestly, I think we should all take a page out of, like, um, Jim Harbaugh's book and the rest of the Michigan team and be like, okay, let's just, like, move on to Rutgers, things will be solved when they are, and, um, Nothing that you're saying online is going to impact the situation other than the fact that it can, like, potentially, you know, reach somebody that, and just, I don't know. I don't think there's much else that needs to be talked about it. Yeah. Other than, okay, this is, like, uh, on, like, a slightly different note. I don't like the narrative that it's like, oh, this Michigan-Michigan State rivalry has gotten toxic. It's gotten out of hand. Because, like, Michigan State wishes that it was at that level. Truly, that is not what the rivalry is. Like, it is such an irrelevant rivalry in the grand scheme of things. Like, Michigan and Michigan State fans are friends. If you walked around Ann Arbor, everyone is, like, tailgating together. There's, like, I didn't even see anyone, like, talking trash because it's, like, what ground did anyone have to stand on? Um well, any Michigan State fans have to stand on. Like, mm -hmm. this narrative, like, I've seen people say, like, oh, we just need to take a break from this game and, like, come back in five years after things have cooled down. What? No, we don't. I mean, maybe for the players' sake, because I guess, like, it, it literally has gotten violent on the players' sake. But in terms of fans, like, it's not a toxic rivalry. It's, like, a small, irrelevant rivalry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely, like, did um, discuss this, like, at length in our online conversation yesterday um, in preparation for this episode because I don't I mean both sides obviously can agree that this game has gotten like a lot bigger in terms of like being a jarring match in between the two programs and I think just because a lot of us come from that place of like he like Hannah specifically you know grew up born raised Michigan like you went to school at the um hundreds of people and a lot of you guys went to Michigan a lot of you guys went to Michigan State but at the end of the day you guys can like still have like those like conversations and friendships and relationships with each other and it's all like fine any other occasion but as soon as like we all like meet head to head in any of our sports sometimes it can get a little rough but it you most of the time it doesn't really come out of a place of like maliciousness and it shouldn't obviously um uh it has evolved especially for like people our age in terms of like being a big game but i think it's just more of like a bragging rights thing it should never evolve into anything like physically violent um between fans between the teams um obviously both sides want to win this game because it represents the entire state of Michigan and you you know you get to brag about it and you win a Paul Bunyan trophy I guess but there's no like real history of being violent and toxic with each other and I don't think just because of what 
the actions that were taken is any indicator of it being more so than it ever has been. Because that was just kind of like unprecedented. It doesn't usually ever resort to violence in any situation, at least from what I have seen on campus, what probably you have seen on campus. If, and like I think we also mentioned, we're an hour away from each other. Like Michigan will travel to Michigan State, Michigan State will travel to us, and I don't feel like unsafe walking around East Lansing in my Michigan stuff. Like I know no one's gonna like throw stuff at me or like verbally yell at me and like say nasty things. Like, but, like that just doesn't really like occur. And if like you're one of those people that is listening, like oh it totally happened to me, and like this isn't like an instance that should be like repeated on the daily, you know. Yeah, it's just literally not that kind of rivalry. Like, I know, I would I would argue that the Michigan-Ohio State rivalry is much more like that. Like, mm-hmm. that's where, like, the tunnel incident, like, I just don't think you can use that as, like, a representation of what the rivalry is like. Because that was, like, from all we can tell, unprecedented and, like, unprompted. Like, it wasn't, like, both sides were, like, going at it. It was, like, one side. Whereas, like, Michigan-Ohio State, like, the players were, like, kind of going at it the entire game. Like, that, like, those players actually like there's tension and there's tension between the fans michigan michigan state like michigan state's just annoying like that's really all <laughs> there is to it and then obviously that tunnel incident but i just don't think you can expand that to like say that that's what the rivalry is like because in my it's experience really not, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just not like that you do not see michigan and ohio state fans tailgating together but no. on saturday in ann arbor I think it would be hard to find any tailgates that didn't have, like, at least one of each fan. I mean, there were some, but, like, most had both. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, all the tailgates that I saw that were, like, around the tailgate, I was at the entire day. Like, one, the one right next to us was, like, 50-50. So, like, I, I, I don't know where, like, this came from. <laughs> so, um... Because I, I really do think that's kind of like an isolated incident. I don't expect um, this to obviously ever happen again. Because if it were, like, obviously nobody learned from this. And that's kind of sad. Um, do I think now people could continue the conversation of, like, what should happen in order to prevent this kind of thing? I definitely agree that, like, regardless of the outcome, Michigan the entire team should be the last ones off the field. Um, and again, like it could have been worse. I can't even imagine if everyone else wasn't still celebrating and they saw this happen. And I just can't imagine like what occurred on, like, the other side, like, why this was the response to, like, no, like, no matter, like, what people are speculating, like, happened in the tunnel, we do not have the audio, we only have the visual, we have no idea what happened to spur this thing on, but that should never be the response to what anybody was saying, and the fact that there wasn't really any held, like, accountability, there was no action taken to, like, stop it earlier, was just kind of, sad and shocking and it should never amount to like that response and I hope both sides recognize that um and we like never have to see something like this ever again 
Yeah, the Michigan State Director of Football Operations literally running away. Horrible look. Like, I I do think it was an isolated incident in terms of the rivalry, but I've heard a lot of people claim that, like, it is representative of, like, issues within the Michigan State program in terms of, like, how they speak about things and, like, the leadership. And I'm not going to deny that. Like, I literally don't know. But I mm-hmm. – I that, that would not shock me at all. But – it's not representative of the rivalry. If it's a culture issue within within Michigan State, sure. But it's not representative of the Michigan-Michigan State rivalry. I definitely don't think Michigan State wants this a, a part of their culture. And I think, again, that's probably why there have to be a lot of conversations to be had about why the actions that were taken were the wrong ones. And now that it's like seeing like what occurs because you took that instead of just, you know walking away or maybe pulling a teammate off like none of these things like should lead like Michigan State back to this like kind of like same conclusion like there's probably going to be a lot of consequences for this just across the board and leadership amongst the athletes and it's gonna be like a long road I think in terms of like this fizzling out and like people like not like still like chirping at each other after this um, but like chirping is fine chirping is yeah. normal I like chirping I like fighting even like fighting is fine this was not okay this was like a big big thing that you don't usually that you never see it's mm-hmm. not normal I don't know what's going on at Michigan State but I'm I don't know. I don't have a ton of, like, it will take this program a long time to rebuild after everything that's happened this year. Um, and I, that's fine with me. I don't need them to rebuild anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to, like, justify anything that they did. It's just, like, I mentioned earlier, it's just, like, shocking that this was the conclusion that was, like, reached. And, like, this was, like, the thought process. And you're like, oh, okay, this is the decision. I'm going to start doing this. It's very sad. Um, and I really hope that they get better. But, you know, like, you know, I definitely think they're going to take a huge hit after this, just overall. And, you know, the woes of this season for Michigan State aren't going to get any better because of it. But, like, yeah, this, is just... no, this is no way to lash out in response to, like, anything. Like, yeah, Michigan State's not doing well this year. And, like, no matter, like, what anybody, like, could have said or could have done or could have looked or could have moved or the body language was this or that, it's not the response that you should ever have. And it's very disappointing um, to see that. Yeah, definitely. I just don't like that program. <laughs> <laughs> That's very fair. I mean, I'm not going to, like, obviously sing Michigan State any praises. They don't deserve that. <laughs> but yeah. um, I think before I just get to the point where you're like talking circles is there anything else that you wanted to say I think we kind of like summed up everything the best that we could again there's information that's like coming out um still keep an eye out on like Michigan State Athletics or Michigan Athletics Michigan Football Michigan State Football um they'll probably come out with more statements as things evolve but um I think that we probably covered everything that we wanted to and we're gonna um well I guess if there's anything last minute that you wanted to add in before we get to like our epiphany at 4 a.m which is Rutgers 
Um, I would love to talk about Rutgers. <laughs> On a more different note of sadness, but a different kind of sadness. That's plenty Wait, why Rutgers. is this sad? On behalf of Rutgers. Oh, okay. I, that was true. <laughs> I was like, there's nothing sad for me about playing Rutgers. <laughs> no. On behalf of Rutgers, they have to host Michigan again when Michigan looks really good, really dominant. I'm so excited. I'm going to go there. I'm going to be on the banks of the old Hurricane. <laughs> Michigan is favored by 26 points. We'll see if they run up the score um, like they did that one time that I love when they won 78 nothing. I kind of don't <laughs> think they'll run game. up the score like that. Also, that was another – sorry, I don't need to bring it back to it. That was another thing that Michigan State fans were using to justify the violence in the tunnel. They're like, well, Michigan ran up the score. Okay. <laughs> and anyway. the score only by 22. Um, it would have been worse. Yeah, I'm like, I, I, I thought they were gonna score more than that. I, did too. I don't think they did but run no. up the score. <laughs> anyway, Michigan um, like did what was expected of them. But yeah, I yeah. think honestly, maybe we'll like we'll do like what is expected of us again. We're projected to beat Rutgers by 26 points. Um, Rutgers is pretty bad, which isn't anything really new. They're four and four currently. They've only had one win in conference, and that's against Indiana. And Indiana's maybe like besides Northwestern, the worst team in the Big Ten. Um, and I think they got blown out by Iowa. Like they, no, no, Northwestern got blown out by Iowa. I don't remember what happened to Rutgers. <laughs> Iowa. Kind of. It was 27-10, Iowa. Okay. That's a blowout for Iowa. You're right, especially with Iowa's offense. Um, this probably will be, a, like, a pretty day for them, so please keep them in your thoughts. But also, if you're, like, me and super excited, please, like, encourage Hannah to go to the banks of the old Raritan because I need to see you with my own eyes. I need to see, like, every inch of Rutgers' campus. I don't know, like... <laughs> so excited for you to go. Like, my obsession with Rutgers began when we beat them 78 nothing, and ever since then. <laughs> but also, like, some of you will recall a couple years ago, Harley and I, to preview the Rutgers episode, we, like, didn't know what else to do, so we, like, learned all of their fight songs and everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what so, to do? I'm equipped. I'm ready. I'm so excited. You'll be able to sing on the banks of the old Raritan, like, while in the stadium. On the banks of the old Raritan. Yeah, no, I wonder <laughs> if that's what they sing at, like, the end of, because it's their alma mater, which, like, that's what Michigan sings at the end of the game when we, like, mm-hmm. all put our arms around each other. So, I'll stick around for that. I'm so excited. It's and another it's night, night game. Yeah, it's a night game. It's going to be so uh, good. I want to stay up late two Saturdays in a row. <laughs> no, that was rough. I don't know about you, but I think it, well, definitely you. We're both still trying to like recover from like the lack of sleep from this yeah. whole like, weekend. And obviously, I'm it's not Wednesday. even joking. <laughs> I'm speaking with my eyes closed right now. <laughs> like, I also had to pull an all nighter Saturday night because my flight was early the next morning. Mm. I'm really glad that I, my flight was out on Monday because oh my goodness, I was so exhausted on Sunday. Um, yeah, but yeah, Michigan should probably hand- well then probably handle Rutgers on Saturday. 
Um, Rutgers has the second worst offense in the Big Ten, and, you know, obviously Iowa's dead last, but Rutgers averages about, like, 305 yard, total yards of offense a game. Their defense is a little, fares a little bit better. They're ranked sixth currently, um, in total yards, or average yards a game, actually. Um, they allow, on average, 295.3 yards a game, so this will be pretty interesting for both Rutgers and Michigan to see, like, how that will be a factor, but honestly, I think Rutgers will have a difficult time. And they also like blew a game against Nebraska, so like anything is possible. But at the same time, it's Rutgers, and Han's gonna be there, so she'll see another win, um, two weekends in a row. So excited. Um. But, yeah. Do you want to share yeah. what you're looking forward to, or is it, is it just the banks of the old Raritan? Also, I'm send her some like info of like stuff to do. And, Piscataway. Yeah, because if you look up things to do in Piscataway, it's like go to the park. And it's not even like a park, like a nice, like a city park. It's like a playground. Like so, a park. yeah, I like, I'm not sure there's a lot to do, but I've, every time I meet someone from New Jersey over the past like several months, which happens mm-hmm. like pretty often because I live in Boston, I'm like, what is there to do in Piscataway? And everyone always just laughs. So, <laughs> we'll <laughs> that see. Doesn't, that doesn't bode well. Carrie and I were talking about pre-gaming by, like, um, like drinking wine and watching Christmas movies. That sounds so nice. Right? Because I was and like, we I should do that? that after. Yeah. The only thing is, like, there will be football on. So, like, <laughs> I don't I don't think I'll realistically be watching Christmas movies when there's football on. But that's we'll fair. see. That's fair. Maybe, like, Christmas music in, like, the background. Mm, like mistletoe. And that's what we were doing earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else that we should want to share and discuss um no all right well, yeah feel free to watch michigan take on Rutgers on saturday you'll probably um see him drinking wine and then keep an eye out for her at the game because you, you could probably see her um this is Rutgers we're playing she will probably be on tv um they'll probably well, like pan to the like a sleeping michigan fan and it's you <laughs> Um, and, yeah, um, we, again, wish a speedy recovery, um, to Jemon Green and Jaden McBurrows, um, and, um, please be respectful, please be nice, please be kind, um, like Harry Styles says, treat people with kindness, and also, go blue. And like Justin Bieber says, never say never, and go blue. Yeah.